Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a space of intentional healing for black women who are still struggling to identify the beauty within themselves and are also struggling to live a life of wholeness and wellness. I realize I switched that up from what I normally say, but I'm going straight from the heart on this and straight from the heart on this specific episode. So I'm just kind of in a state of, I guess, flow, if you will. So if you hear me pausing, it's because I have zero notes in front of me and I want to collect my thoughts. So I want to talk about how we, Black women, me, you, I know you do it because I do it, and we kinfolk, right? And um, I feel like I can be vulnerable with you in this conversation. So we're going to just keep it playing, right? But I want to talk about how we are always able to love and support others, but we can't find the capacity to do that for ourselves. Why is that, Black woman? Like, why is that? I don't have a specific answer. Like scientifically, it's because 2.1% like, no, I I don't have those kind of receipts. This is really just a, a thought that I've been thinking recently. And it's just like, why, why, why does this happen? So let me reframe this or not reframe this. Let me frame this. I am recording this episode from a beautiful location that I've been staying at for a couple of days. I found this little retreat. It's a Christian retreat. And it's kind of hard to explain. It's 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 not like a retreat retreat. When you think of retreat, you probably think of or most of us think of like a hotel or you're somewhere outdoors and you 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 are with other people or it can be solo retreats as well, but there might be a swimming pool. There might be um, like special catering and healthy food and things like that. That's not necessarily what this is. What this is, this is, I'm at a location. It's kind of like an Airbnb. That's the easiest way to put it. It's an Airbnb. The homeowners live in this, I'm sure it's a beautiful home on the property, very close by. And then they have this back area, um, where people can come and stay 
and you just come and you enjoy the quiet. You enjoy, they even have like a prayer room in here. Um, it's just really nice, at least in the, this one. There's an upstairs and a downstairs. I don't know what the downstairs looks like. I know it's smaller. I decided to splurge, quote unquote splurge. And it was very affordable, by the way. So I'm using splurge in quotations. But I'm in the upstairs unit. And um, it's basically it's basically like a, an, a, 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 an apartment or a home, you know. There's a kitchen, a living room, bedroom, bathroom, um and then outside there are just like all these trees and like a very little gar like garden or flowers and there's horses in the area so you might hear horses making what's the sound that horses make they neigh or whinny I don't really know clearly I'm not a horse girl even though they're beautiful I would love to go horseback riding y'all I've only done it maybe twice in my life and it's been a very long time since I've since I've done it, but I would love to go horseback riding. Anyway, I am going completely off the <laughs> off the rails here. Anyway, I'm staying at this this little retreat by myself, and I've had some time to to think and reflect. I mean, literally, it's only been less than two days, and I'm actually after I record this episode, I'm going to be packing up so I can go. Um, even though I have a few more hours here, I'm like, um. Uh, I'm just ready to go home. I have things to do and I want to get home and enjoy my own coffee. You know, I'm just used to my own things. And the stay here was very lovely, by the way. And I met the the owners, uh, a husband and wife. They were very nice. And we talked for maybe like 15, 20 minutes, I guess. And then they left me to it. They were like, let's get, you know, let's get out of your way. And they went back to their home. And um, I've just been enjoying the relative, relative, excuse me, quiet of this neighborhood and actually it's kind of off topic but yesterday I cried y'all I cried yesterday because actually I cried twice here um the first time I cried and I'm a crier y'all I am not ashamed to say it I am a crier there are times when I am just very sensitive there are times when I cry because something's so funny that it just cracks me up and puts me in tears there are times that I cry when I feel like I don't even know what I'm crying for. It's just like I cry if something makes me feel really like overjoyed and overwhelmed and I'm so like happy or I don't know. I can just cry. I just cry. And I'm not ashamed of that, um, especially because a lot of times we're taught that we, we should not have that as a form of release. Like crying is is just not acceptable at times. The reason for the cry is because as I was driving through the neighborhood um, and seeing these beautiful properties, and they're kind of like, I don't know what the specific style of these homes are. I'm just going to call them ranch style homes. I'm not even sure if that's correct. I don't know. Um, But these ranch style homes, these big properties, even when I look to my right, you know, the Hollywood Hills. I know you know what the Hollywood Hills are. So to my right, there are some hills with homes on top. It's not Hollywood, but all these homes are on these hills and there's horses, there's horse trails, there's horses. It seems like everyone has a horse. Um, I don't know. It's The point is, it's just a different vibe. It's just a different experience than what I'm accustomed to as a city. When I say city girl, because I'm still in the city, but there's a difference. In my kind of city, there's constant traffic. I hear a fire truck and a ambulance all the time. There's always an accident 
around the corner from my house, literally at least twice a week, there's an accident. And I even had to call the city to have them change the stoplights to help lessen these accidents that were constantly happening. And they actually did it. So getting back to the tears, um, why was I crying, y'all? Oh, because just the experience is so different. And that's why Black people, Black women, Black woman, you, me, we need to make sure that we are getting out of our little bubbles as often as possible, okay? Some of us, and this is, I'm not saying this in judgment, please hear my heart. Some of us have not gone outside of maybe a one mile radius, one or two mile radius from our homes or even a five mile radius from our homes. Okay. And it's easy to think that what we are experiencing or what we're seeing on a day-to-day basis is just how everyone lives, is just the experience of everyone else because we're so... not laser focused, but we're so like in our space and used to our space that that's what we know. And we don't really experience anything differently, especially if you're in a cycle of wake up, get dressed, go to work, go to the gym, pick up the kids, go home, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, eat breakfast, get ready for work, drop the kids off, go to work, go to the gym, pick up the kids, go home, eat dinner, go to bed. And the weekends you might go to like the park or, you know, or maybe you stay home or you just run errands. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's so easy to think that this is the world, but I want you to understand, baby, that the world is so huge. The world is so huge and the world is so diverse. And I'm going to break it to you. Everybody ain't living a life of struggle. I know you know that, but I have to make sure I make that plain. Everybody's not living a life of struggle. uh, And everybody's not living how you live, regardless of how you live. You know, I don't know how you live, but I'm just saying everyone doesn't live how you live. Everyone does not live how I live. We have certain struggles. We have certain privileges. But I just want to make sure that I do my best to impart this type of wisdom to you that it's okay, excuse me, to expand your world. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to elevate. It's okay to want something different. It's okay to have new experiences as often as you want, as often as you would like to. It's okay to start a budget that you put money to so that once a month you can do something that's out of your ordinary so that you can continue to expand your mind. You can continue to evolve. Okay. Um, We were meant to grow. We were meant to evolve. We were. It's hard to do that when you're in a cycle of struggle. It's hard to do that when you're in a cycle of, I don't know, like you just, you, you, for whatever reason, have it in your mind that these are the thing, only these are only these things are things that I can do, and everything else is off the table, or it's not even to be considered. Does that make sense? I want you to evolve. I want you to expand. I want you to grow. I want you to experience all kinds of new things, be it different types of people, different types of food, different types of environments, um, different locations. I, Because that's what I want for me, too. I want that for me, too. I want that for you. I want that for my daughter. I want that for you. I want that for my friends. Like, that's that's what I, I really want for us. 
That's what I want for us. So yeah, your girl cried because as I'm driving around and I'm seeing these people on their freaking horses and I've seen horses before in my neighborhood. We still, people are still for some reason, there's like a couple of little, I don't even know what they are, but people in my neighborhood have horses. So when I first moved there, I was just like, why is this man riding down the street on a horse? So it's not like I've not seen that, but it's still different. It's different. It's just different. This area that I'm in, which is literally 35, 40 minutes away from where I live. It's just different. It's just different. And that's why I cried because it's like, God, you know, the things that you cry for, at least for me, the things that I cry for, I feel like those are the things that my soul is like, this is, this is really what I want. This is, this is what my spirit is craving. Um, so I cried just a, just a little bit. I did cry because I was like, God, this is I want to live a life more like this. It's just so peaceful. And please don't get it twisted. I'm not saying this is like the quote unquote perfect neighborhood. Please. Like there was literally a party or something that was happening in the next house over. (laughs) And they was they was cutting up. They was getting loose. (laughs) But um, so like I said, trust and belief. But it's it's uh, outside of that, like overall, it's just different. It's just different. It's more peaceful. It's, it's obviously, um, I don't know, the neighborhood's different. It's, it's not all congested. I don't know. And then if you go a few blocks away, I'm sure it's totally different. You know what I mean? But this, in this specific pocket, it's just a different vibe. And so I was very appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, your girl cried and I'm like, this is, this is something that I want to experience more. So I'm definitely going to come and return, but it's what I want for my life as well. So if you feel like you're, 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 you, you, like for me, it's the crying. When I cry, it's just like, hmm, like what about this is causing me to cry? And then I kind of like think about it a little bit, you know what I mean? And that's kind of like an indicator of something. I'm not saying that it's something bad or something good, but it's an indicator of like, hey, I need to maybe just, when I have a moment, just kind of think about that a little bit and see if there was something in, in that for me to kind of process. You know what I mean? So anyway, let's get back to the point of this episode. So that's what I did for self-care for this week, by the way. And so, okay, here we go. Point of this episode, I want to make it short and quick, is, you know, us having the capacity to support other people and love on other people and it's so hard for us to do that same thing for ourselves. It's so hard for us to be our, our own cheerleaders. It's so hard for us to um, show ourselves compassion. It's so hard for us to love ourselves. It can be so hard for us to accept ourselves. It's just hard. And it's just like, why can we do that for other people? And I'm wondering if a part of it that we're doing it are are we doing it to people, please, so that we can get more acceptance from other people? Or is this a genuine love that we have and a genuine support that we have for others? Either way, we do these things for others, but then when it's time for us to pour that same into ourselves, we find excuses why we're not worthy of it. We, we want to justify 
not justify why we deserve self-love and, and deserve support and compassion. We look for ways to justify why we don't need those things. <clears throat> Excuse me, why we don't need those things or why we're not worthy of having those things or why we we don't deserve you know, to feel that way about ourselves or to appreciate ourselves in that way. We think that it, maybe we think it's like an ego thing. Maybe we think it's just like, it's, it it makes us soft and we got to be hard. You know what I mean? Maybe it means, um, you just feel some kind of way about yourself and you just can't get over that, that hurdle to, to really accepting it or opening yourself up to accepting self-love and, self-compassion and support. Maybe this is something that you've never really experienced. And so now that you're an adult, you're like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't even know what that feels like. I don't know how to do it. It wasn't modeled behavior for me. It wasn't something that I was shown. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I can't sit up here and give you all the reasons for it. All I can tell you, though, is I know that it's a problem and I know that it's rampant for us, for black women. Okay, if it's not you directly, I'm sure you know people in your life that are that know exactly where I'm coming from. And since you're in support of those people, you know what I mean? It's still a message for you. It's still a message for you. I wish that I could wave a magic wand and... Just say, okay, bada boom, bada bing, and voila, right? But that's just not how it goes, unfortunately. There's, there's work that needs to be done. There's, uh, there's healing that needs, to, that needs to happen. There's some hard truths that need to be looked at that a lot of us shy away from for one reason or a million reasons that make it so hard, so challenging, so, I don't even know, to even want to begin that work. But I promise you, like, it's necessary. I don't think that we can fully expand and live the type of life that we envision ourselves living if we do not make room for self-love. I, I just don't think that it's possible. Somebody prove me wrong. Let me know. Show me someone that doesn't love themselves and is living this life that just is what exactly what they envision. I know that there are people out there that could be billionaires, millionaires, whatever, and we're looking at them and we think they have it all together. But the point is, like, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how many properties you own. I don't care how many cars you have or drive. I don't care what your credit score is. Like, these are all physical things. I don't care if you have the quote unquote perfect body. Like, these are all physical things. Just because someone has those things, it does not mean that they have the peace inside. It doesn't mean that they have like inner peace. It doesn't mean that they have um, self-love. It just doesn't. It doesn't. No matter what we see on the outside, it does not necessarily reflect what's going on internally. I want you to remember that because sometimes we put these people on a pedestal. We think they're better than us. They, we think that because they look a certain way, they speak a certain way, they have certain assets and things like that, 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 that they have it all. And I'm not saying that there are 
aren't people out there that that do have inner peace and they have these trappings of success. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, first of all, never judge a book by its, by its cover. And number two, like, don't worry about those people anyway. Okay. Again, we put a lot of these, a lot of these people on a pedestal, and I've done it too. Okay. Please hear me. Um, but the point is, don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about what other people have. Don't worry about what other people are going to be getting. Like, don't worry about those things. Worry about yourself. And make your inner peace and your self-love priority number one. And obviously your relationship with God too. I always, I need to start saying these kind of things more because I always go in with the assumption that God obviously is like number one. Okay. At least for, for me. And I'm not trying to push you into anything. I'm just, when I come to you on the podcast, I'm giving you my, excuse me, my perspective. So for me, I try and I do it so imperfectly, (laughs) so imperfectly, but I, I want to, and I try to keep God as number one. For me that right now I'm in a season where my faith is being challenged and I heard someone say, I don't know who it was, something along the lines of like how faith is currency. I don't know who said that, but that stuck with me. And um, so I'm trying my best, not so that God can give me things, but obviously we want our, our father, our heavenly father to provide for us, right? Um, but I, I try to make God number one. So I, I don't really, I need to start saying that more to make that clear. Because for me, it's just an assumption, but I always forget sometimes that you are not me. So you're not in my head. But in any case, like that inner peace, that self-love, you know, um, that to me personally should be for me, the priority. I think that once you get the inner peace and the self-love dialed in, I I feel like other things are naturally going to start to happen. Those things that you want to see in your life. I feel like those things will start to naturally happen. I'm not saying they're going to happen at a rapid rapid pace and like overnight kind of thing. But I feel like once the inner is, is dialed in and once the inner is, you know, it's, it's going, I feel like the outer will start to kind of catch up, if that makes sense. Because I feel like what you, what you feel internally will manifest outwardly. In, in some way. I, I just don't think it's possible that it would not. I just don't feel like it's possible that it would not. So in any case, why aren't we able to love ourselves the way that we do for other people? Why? We can support everybody else and we do support everybody else else but when it comes to us we're last why is that I'm leaving space here so that you can reflect on that like I I really want you to take a second and answer this question like just off the top of your head what's the first thing that comes to your spirit when it comes to supporting yourself when it comes to being your own best cheerleader when it comes to self love, self-acceptance, compassion, all those things, why do you put yourself last? 
trying to leave space for you to answer that question. And that might not be a question that you're able to answer quickly. Sometimes I feel like when I just just kind of let something come up quickly, I get that answer. Okay, so that's why I left space for you to kind of ponder in case something hits your spirit, you know. Um, But I want you to think about that. Because in order for us to make see these kind of changes in our lives, in order for us to be more accepting of ourselves, we, we got to start to get to root of to the root or the roots of really what's going on. We got to start getting to the roots of what's really going on. We want to build a solid foundation or we want to have a solid foundation. And for some of us, having a solid foundation means we've got to scratch the old foundation and start completely over. And that sucks. <laughs> it really does. Do you know how much work? Like, just imagine, imagine that you built a house by yourself. Okay. Or mm, remember back in, well, remember, <laughs> like we were there. But in the old days, I'm thinking like Little House on the Prairie or I don't know, <laughs> around those times, um, they would build the houses. I don't know how long it would take, but let's just say you and your neighbors were building your house and it you had to get all the supplies and things like that. Um, and it took, let's say it took three months of 20 people to build your house. I don't really know how long it takes. I'm just kind of going off the cuff here. But after the house was built and you lived in the house for X amount of years, you realized that 10 years later, like this house (laughs) really is not a good house. It has provided me certain things that I've needed, like shelter and you know, a little bit of safety and security and a place to rest my head. And those are beautiful things. But the foundations like leaning 25% to the right and, you know, like, I don't know what kind of things can go wrong in a house. Let's say the pipes are all busted and just whatever. Okay. And you realize, you know what, I got to tear this house down and redo the foundation and then rebuild the house. Of course, if that's a bummer, right? Because it took months and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of labor. But at that point, you have a decision to make. Either allow, either stay in that house knowing that it's falling apart and it's wonky. It's not solid. You know what I'm saying? It's not supporting you in the way that you deserve to be supported. And it's literally falling apart. It's like chaos all around you. Or... You can take the time that it's going to need that needs to be taken or required to dismantle the house brick by brick, (laughs) uproot everything and start completely over from scratch. Sounds scary, doesn't it? It sounds scary to me. I don't even own a house. Okay, and I realized that even just the cost of materials and the labor, like I said, it takes so much to do that. But if the foundation is wrong, y'all, it's wrong. Right. If the foundation is wrong, it's wrong. And I'm saying this house and I'm trying to give you a visual, but let's just put it into perspective of like people. Let's say our foundation was our parents our when we were younger or our our family or or whatever. And 
they built us up in such a way. They tried their best to give us the safety and, and different things like that. But as an adult, you realize, hmm, my foundation is not solid. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My foundation is not solid. I need to rebuild. 
for my peace. I need to rebuild for my safety. I need to rebuild in honor of my humanity. I need to rebuild to support me better now that I'm an adult. I got to rebuild. I got to start from scratch. I got to dig in deep into that soil, get my hands dirty, uproot everything in the garden. Okay. Now I'm talking about gardening. I know I'm jumping, but I got to start over. Because if I don't, the things that are going to continue to bloom are not going to bloom to their fullest potential. They are going to wither. They are not, they're not going to reach their maximum growth or capacity. Okay. And I feel like that's where I've been stuck for a long time. My foundation was not a solid foundation. Excuse me, I have the hiccups. My foundation was not a solid foundation. It just, it is what it is. And for a very long time, and I still kind of do this too. Um, for a very long time, I was looking to point the fingers versus looking to say, okay, at this point, it is what it is. How can I proactively rebuild myself, rebuild my life, rebuild my my foundation because the time and energy it takes to point fingers and listen it for me a part of my healing has been the uncovering of just different things that have happened to me in my life but at a certain point i have to move forward in order for me to move forward so that i can do these things that are going to help me to love myself more and make me open and willing to love myself more and to show myself more compassion and grace and understanding and you know all these beautiful things like i got to put my energy into that at some point more energy into that than just wanting to call someone out for example and then not doing any of the work like i i feel personally like it's okay I mean, it will be a lie to not <laughs> acknowledge the things that you've experienced, okay? But what I'm saying is, for me, at a certain point, it's like I had to start pivoting into, yeah, those things happened, and I'm still trying to process those things. And I still believe that what that person or that situation did you know, to me was not healthy. But... And that, and that can be true, okay? And that is true. And I can proactively, you know, do things that are going to align me with the way that I want my humanity to be honored and cherished and loved. Does that make sense? And so if you're someone who is still struggling with self-love, which... I don't feel like self-love is an easy thing. I feel like it's supposed to be easy. I feel like it should, quote unquote, should be easy. I really do. I feel like this this should be, if nothing else, the easiest thing, but it's not. It's not for a lot of us. It's not easy. And the thing that's, I guess, crazy to me is when it's like this vicious cycle 
Because when you, it, it, it's hard to even begin to give yourself self-love when you don't feel like you're worthy of self-love or you don't feel like you're worthy of love. You don't feel like you're worthy of being treated with respect. You don't feel like you're worthy, excuse me, of being treated a certain way. It's hard to start giving that to you because in your mind, it's probably like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> There's like a lot of resistance. And then, but it, but it, on, on the other hand, it's so easy to, to pour into other people, which I'm wondering how genuine that even is, because if your foundation isn't even built on self-love, but you're giving love and compassion and respect to others, it's like, hmm, you don't even have that for yourself. So what really is behind you giving that to someone else? What are you compensating for? What are you compensating for? Something that I've been sitting with very recently is, how do I even explain this without giving away too many details? I, I am a people pleaser. Okay, I've talked about that before. And I have I know of someone who's in a situation and recently they told me some things that I I don't want to really get into because it's not my business to share. And after I I talked to this person, my immediate thought was, "Mm, I need to start saving up money for this person so that in case they need it, I can just give it to them. They, you know what I'm saying? Like I can just give it to them. So maybe I can save up like a thousand dollars. And then if they have an emergency and they need to get access to funds quickly, um, I can just be like, oh, here person, I saved up this thousand dollars for you. And here you go. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away, so that might sound very, very weird, but I don't want to go into the specifics of it because I don't want this person to be identified by anything that I say. So, um, yeah, but I had to sit with that and say, and this was after talking to my therapist too, because my therapist even asked me like, why are you doing that? What's the reason behind it? And I gave my therapist an answer, which was true. But as I continue to sit with it over the last week or two, I'm just like, it led me down a rabbit hole of how I'm quick to support others financially, even when I don't really have that to do. Like I had this person reach out to me on maybe Instagram and I'm not doing this anymore, y'all. So please don't send me any requests. I had someone reach out to me. This is a real story. I had someone reach out to me on um, Instagram, maybe. And they were in my DMs. This is going to sound really stupid, but this is just the type of person that I am. Okay. And um, she, I'm going to just assume it was, I'm going to, I'm going into this. I want you to assume that this is a legit real person. It could have been a scam, but I want you to assume this is a legit person. Okay had someone reach out to me. They were talking about how they're in a domestic violence situation, yada, yada, yada. And they asked for some help. And I sent this person, I'm guessing maybe like two to $300, maybe two to two to $350. I don't know the exact amount. I can't remember. Let's just say $300. I don't recall the amount, honestly, but it was definitely 
at least 200, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm not getting the numbers wrong. Anyway, um, I just sent it immediately, immediately through PayPal. Y'all, do you know that every week I would get another message from this person saying how now, you know, they're trying to stay in a hotel with their kids. Can you send me some more money? I don't even know if I sent money a second time. I don't, maybe I did. I think I did a second time possibly, but it was like maybe 50 bucks or or 75 bucks or something like that. And then they just kept sending me messages and I just had to like ignore. I had to ignore. Um, When I see someone driving, when I'm driving down the street and I see someone homeless, I'll like, like in my mind, like in my mind, like if I don't give them money as I'm passing by, like I, I make that to me, like I'm a bad person. Like, this is just how my mind works. And I'm just being real with you. So something about money. I have a lot of financial trauma, y'all. I know I'm kind of going around, circling around the drain here. But I'm trying to give you a a full understanding when I'm talking about, like, self-love in regards to my life, okay? Um, But I have a lot of financial trauma. I have a lot of financial issues. And that's something that I'm, I'm, like, healing and recovering from, And, um, but yeah, that's just how my mind works. Like give money, 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 money. If you have it, money, money, money. And so I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that, but it's like, if I'm giving and I'm doing it quote unquote joyfully, I'm doing it from a place of love and support and things like that. But then I can't do those things regularly for myself. Like there's a disconnect there's definitely a disconnect. And I feel like if I am not loving myself fully, but I'm doing these things for other people, I'm not really doing it out of love because I don't feel like, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I can genuinely love and support someone else if I'm not doing those things for myself. Like it has to start with you. It has to start with us. It has to start with us. That's the point. So if you find like you are someone that's an overgiver, if you find that you're someone that's a people pleaser, um, you know, I, I want you to sit with that. I want you to sit with that. And I know that could be hard because a lot of us are on autopilot, especially because our lives are so, so busy, <laughs> so busy. But I want you to sit with yourself and ask yourself why. And I also want you to sit with that and, and ask yourself, like, when I think about self-love, like, what does self-love look like to me? What does self-love feel like to me? What does self-love mean to me? I want you to journal that. What does self-love look like to me? Or what, what is my definition of self-love? And then once you've written that down, I want you to go back and read what you wrote and then ask yourself, am I doing these things? Am I showing up for myself in these ways? I'll bet many of us will probably say no or not consistently. Not consistently. And so if that's you, I mean, I've obviously talked about this before, so this is not new, but I want you to get into therapy. If you are not in a place where you can get into therapy, I want you to just start finding a way to talk to people. Um, this is not sponsored by the way, but I was using better help for a, for a while. And I really loved that app or that process where I can go and just talk to someone. I forget what the price was, but, um, and they're not therapists, but they're kind of like 
counselors, if you will, or like, for example, I could probably be um, on BetterHelp as a counselor. I don't know what the ram- <laughs> the qualifications are. I forget because this was like maybe a year ago since I've been on, but I was going pretty regularly and just talking through some things with someone. But um, it was a big help. Um, so in other words, talk to someone, get therapy. Uh, if you don't have access to that, at minimum, I feel like journaling would definitely be a good place to start if you're not journaling. I know I talk about journaling a lot, y'all, but I've been journaling for some years now and it 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 can be very um eye-opening. It can be very eye-opening when you just allow yourself to sit, be still and write. Sit, be still, write. Maybe you can do it every day. Maybe you can do it a couple of times a week. Maybe you can do it a few times a month. Like really, it's up to you and your internal rhythms. I'm an advocate for doing it every day if possible. Um, But I know that everyone's not able to necessarily do that. We have different things going on at different times, different seasons and all that. But the fact of you writing things down, there's something amazing and, and magical about writing things down for several reasons when it comes to like your life goals journaling to-do list like all those things there's just something about putting pen to paper writing things out there's I mean that's science (laughs) that's science so I don't need to tell you that you already know that but journal try that allow yourself to do more affirmations people think that affirmations are stupid but I don't feel like they are like if you cannot look at yourself in the mirror and say well, like I'm saying to myself, Brie, I love you. I appreciate you. I support you. You are amazing. You are incredible. You're so smart. You're so, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of things off the cuff. cuff. Your life is amazing. Your life is brilliant. You have a strong vision. You are a powerful woman just different things. Like if you can't get into the mirror and say nice things about yourself, that's a problem. That's a problem. Especially if you can then go out and say nice things about other people. Like again, there's a disconnect there. There's a disconnect there. So there's got to be some way that you can start to pour self-love into yourself. And it might feel really weird at first, Because especially if you're taught, like anything that has to do with self is selfish. If it's like, oh, you ask for too many things, you want too much, you you are not thinking about other people, you need to share more, you need to support me in this way uh, instead of spending so much time on yourself. Like there's a lot of reasons why. There's a lot of reasons why. But we've got to allow ourselves to be uncomfortable enough to to start moving forward in our self-love journeys and our healing journeys. We have to. Because those changes that you want to see in your life, they're they're not going to happen, sis, or if they do, the foundation is going to be shaky. Nothing good is going to be built on a self-loathing foundation. Nothing is going, nothing worth having is going to be built on a foundation where you don't have your peace. 
you can't support yourself. You can't talk to yourself the way that you deserve to be talked to. You can't um, just do the things for yourself, whatever self-love means for you. If you can't do those things, you can't be those things because the things that we do, like our actions become who we are. Like if you can't be self-love in essence, like your foundation's not, it's just, it's, 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 it's just not going to happen, sis. Not in the way that you deserve. Not in the way that you deserve. It's just not. That's real talk. It's just not going to happen the way that you deserve. So again, I, I, I want you to seriously and be real with yourself. After you listen to this episode, I really want you to think about like what on a scale of one to 10, for example, one being Oh my God, I can't even stand to look at myself. I can't even, I don't even like myself. I hate myself. There's no judgment if you're one, by the way, because I've been a, I've been a negative 116. Okay. That was a very random number. I'm sorry. Um, but one being that and 10 being, oh my God, <laughs> I just adore myself. I love myself. Can't nobody come to me and tell me something about me that's going to break me down because I'm secure in who I am. I have an inner peace that uh, just cannot be shooketh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see myself. I know that I'm beautiful. I know I have these amazing qualities about me. Just those kind of things, right? Where do you fall on that spectrum? I would say for me right now, real talk, like in this moment, um, I would say my self-love quotient, quotient number, I don't even know what I was trying to say, is probably a, hmm, I would say it's probably like a seven, maybe, somewhere in there. But again, maybe, yeah, maybe like a seven, Probably like a seven, but keep in mind that, and some days it goes down and some days it's higher, but keep in mind again, I was at a deficit. I was at a deficit before. So there's definitely been like growth. And I'm not saying that if you're a 10 right now, you may fall to like a, a six, but I'm saying like, how often are you in the lower numbers compared to how often are you in like the higher numbers? That's also something that you want to consider too, in my opinion. Because the patterns that you'll start to see are going to give you more data about yourself, your life. That information is all like necessary. It's all important. So that's just something for you to think about. But yeah, the self-love thing, again, me as a people pleaser. And it's insane because I would literally, I don't know. I don't want to make this episode longer than it is. I already see that we're at like 49 minutes and I could talk about this all day. (laughs) But um, girl, it's just like our our collective trauma has really done a a disservice and our collective traumas have really just done a number on us. It really has. It really has. And... Unfortunately, it's up to us to, you can't erase. I don't feel like you can erase the things that have happened. I just don't, I mean, someone please, if you're a therapist, a doctor, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like it can be erased. It's happened. 
we know about it. It's not like, you know what I mean? But I do believe very strongly that we can heal from the points that we are, even if you're at your lowest right now, there is healing available for you. Even if you're at your lowest point right now, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, there is healing available for you. There is joy available for you. There is self-love available for you. Um, It is going to require some work, including, again, therapy. Definitely continue talking to God. God is everywhere. God is in your car. God is in your home. God is at your job. God is uh, outside. Like, continue talking to God. Continue talking to God. And, 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 and do, do some things that will allow you to get quiet. Sometimes that means you have to leave where you are and travel a little bit right? Like I drove, what, 35 minutes or so, 35, 40 minutes um, to get to this place so that I could have some peace for a couple of days. Like sometimes it's going to require us physically removing ourselves from the situation that we're in so that we can go somewhere and have that quiet so that we can hear ourselves, hear our inner dialogues, hear hear what God is saying, hear what our spirits are saying. Like it's going to, to get that clarity, sometimes, or a lot of times you're going to need some quiet peaceful, quiet. And I don't think a lot of us, at least those of us that are in like in a city situation, I don't think we're used to that. At least I'll raise my hand and say, I know that I'm not because I'm realizing just how quiet this neighborhood is in relation to my own. And I'm a little bummed actually, because like I said, after record this, I'm going back home. And though I'm ready to go home, it's only been a couple of days. I miss my bed. I miss my coffee. I miss my, my things. I'm not excited about going back into that noisy environment at all. So I'm a little bummed about that. And that's another reason why I cried, y'all, because it was just like the contrast in the silence, in the peace, in the the neighborhoods are so different. And I am just, I, I know for a fact that I'm going to live this type of life one way or another. I feel like it's all happening for me behind the scenes and it's going to happen. And I'm going to be doing a podcast episode one day where I'm going to be like, y'all, I am moving. I am moving into my new home. I am moving into this new area. Something. I don't really know, but I just know that that's going to happen. It is going to happen. Just like it's going to happen for me, the things that my heart desires, those things that your heart desires, they will happen for you as well. I feel like though, we need to strengthen our foundations in order for that to start to kind of happen in a way that makes sense and in a way that is sustainable. Because again, without the foundation, now God can work anything out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he can't, but what I'm saying is um, that without that foundation, like I feel like it's going to just be harder to build something solid, if that makes any sense. And like I said, we of uh, uh, above pretty much all people, we definitely black women have to really go hard on the self-love because we've had so much of it stripped away from us. It's one thing if you just lived in a quote unquote, like if you came from like a normal background, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dealing with self-love issues, which are still hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting any of that. 
But I'm saying if you shift that perspective to someone whose history for decades, years, centuries started as a lot of ours started, and then it was like trauma upon trauma going generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. You know what I mean? We're at like a self-love deficit, excuse me, a lot of us. And so we really got to go hard on that self-love just to even get to like, just to even get to like a, a, you know, a zero, for example, because I feel like we're operating from or we were operating from a deficit. So even just to get to like a zero or a one and then build from there, like we there's just I feel like there's just more work to be done. I hope this makes sense what I'm saying. I really, really do. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I do want to make my way out of here. But um, I just want to encourage you, sis, this week to just think about self-love and think about what type of environments, what type of experiences, what type of people around you are going to help you cultivate that type of inner peace and inner self-love that you need to build your foundation on, to tear down and build that foundation that you deserve to have. All of it matters. All of it's important. My stomach is literally growling. <laughs> um, but all of it matters. All of it's important. Right? It's all, it's all relevant. It's all relevant. So hopefully I've given you some... I'm hoping I gave you some words of wisdom in this, ep- in this episode. I'm hoping also that I've given you some things to kind of journal on and think about for the next few days. If you want to reach out to me and let me know what you thought about this episode, you can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. And shout out to my Patreon members. Hey, I want to say shout out to you. I want to make sure that I shout out my my little community there on Patreon. You can join me there at patreon.com forward slash browngirlselfcare. And um, oh, and by the way, if you're listening to this on Spotify, I just wanted to let you know, I thought I was going to be able to reply to the comments that you all were leaving. I cannot. So I was mistaken. So if you didn't see any replies from me, unless I'm looking at it wrong, I can't reply to your comments. But I can guarantee you that I've read all of them. I've read all of them. And I just love that you are leaving those type of thoughts and messages and comments on Spotify. So that's pretty dope. I love that they have that. I wish that iTunes would do that too. Anyway, I'm going off the rails now. (laughs) I'm going off the rails. But as I wrap up, I just want to let you know this week, I wish for you peace. I wish for you joy. I wish for you love, self-love, 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 (laughs) self-love. And God's peace um, this week for your life. And um, yeah, that's it for the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I will see you next Monday. Take care.